Welcome to Mountain Grace, the weekly sermon from me, John White, priest at St. Luke's Episcopal Church in Camillus, New York. This week we're looking at the Lord's Prayer and asking ourselves, how does prayer figure into our own faith lives? This is the Holy Gospel according to St. Luke. Jesus was praying in a certain place, and after he had finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray as John taught his disciples. Jesus said to them, When you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread, and forgive us our sins, for we ourselves forgive everyone indebted to us and do not bring us to the time of trial. And he said to them, Suppose one of you has a friend, and you go to him at midnight and say to him, Friend, lend me three loaves of bread, for a friend of mine has arrived, and I have nothing to set before him. And he answers from within, Do not bother me. The door has already been locked, and my children are with me in bed. I cannot get up and give you anything. I tell you, Even though he will not get up and give him anything because he is his friend, at least because of his persistence he will get up and give him whatever he needs. So I say to you, ask and it will be given you. Search and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened for you. For everyone who asks receives and everyone who searches finds. And for everyone who knocks the door will be opened. Is there anyone among you who, if your child asks for a fish, you will give a snake instead of a fish? Or if the child asks for an egg, will give a scorpion? If you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? The Gospel of the Lord. Please be seated. My, uh, my microphone died, so I'm just going to stay right here. This actually is a little awkward. It's been a long time since I stood in one place for a sermon, but I want to make sure Elizabeth hears it. And also, I've noticed, I was just reading this, you know, it says about the, who would give, you know, a scorpion instead of an egg. There's a, the Eichelberg has kindly brought in two dozen eggs you're welcome to take home, and I'm assured that there are no scorpions inside. Prayer. Prayer is one of the six core practices of Christian life that I've talked about before. Worship and prayer, service and study, 
Sabbath and generosity. And all of these are taken from the example of Jesus's own life. We see Jesus doing these things. And as I've said before, if we, if we want to live a life closer in accord with what God has willed for us, we can do no better than to emulate Jesus in our own lives. And so today we have examples that are revolving around prayer, the discipline of prayer. And you know, when we think about Jesus, it makes sense, right? We see in the scriptures that he goes to worship, he goes to synagogue, and he, and he does service, right? He walks around healing people everywhere he goes, and he studies because practically every word that Jesus speaks is taken directly from the scriptures somewhere else. He practices Sabbath now. Of course, he's often busy healing people on the Sabbath, but we also know that he takes himself away to to pray and reconnect with God, right? Which is what we've talked about Sabbath being is reconnecting and restoring relationships. And of course, Jesus is generous, generous to the point of giving his own life on the cross. But of all the things that Jesus does, I think the most curious is that Jesus prays. And, and I think this is really curious because we understand Jesus to be the incarnate Son of God, Jesus himself tells us that to see him is to see the entirety of God. Because the relationship of Jesus with the Father and the Holy Spirit is is so close and so bound up together that we can't tell them apart. And when we look at that loving relationship that they share, it's the relationship that we call God. Three persons, one God. And so Jesus is so close to God that we can't tell them apart. And their relationship is so, so intertwined that we, we see one through the other. Why on earth does Jesus need to pray? Isn't that kind of like talking to yourself? And yet Jesus prays, I think, partly as an example for us, right? Because everything that Jesus does is an example for us to show us how to live a full and abundant life. And so prayer must be important. It must be important. It's important enough that the disciples, while they're on their way to Jerusalem and resting somewhere, turn to Jesus and say to him, Lord, teach us to pray. And so Jesus gives them this this prayer, this Lord's Prayer. Now, this isn't the version that we usually pray in church that we'll pray, say, during the Eucharist later today. It's probably not the one they taught you in Sunday school when you were a small child. Um, Or like me, the one you learned when your girlfriend invited you to go to church. But this, that version that we use in worship comes from Matthew, but this kind of says a lot of the same things. And when we look at this prayer, I think there are a couple things that that really should stand out for us because this prayer is unlike any other prayer that we have encountered in Scripture up to this point. That most of the prayers in the Psalms and in the Old Testament are not prayers like this. This prayer isn't especially poetic or beautiful. It doesn't use flowery language. It's not spoken in the way that, that a lowly servant would speak to their master. 
It's spoken in the kind of intimacy that we share in our deepest relationships. It is brutally honest and frank. And it speaks to real and genuine need and very simple words. Give us each day our daily bread. Forgive us our sins. Do not bring us to the time of trial. This prayer speaks to our deepest needs. It speaks to our need to be in connection with God and with those around us. And it speaks of our longing of a world of peace, where the kingdom of God has come near. And so this prayer is the greatest example of why Jesus prays and why prayer is important for us, because this prayer is meant not to give our list of demands to God, but to empower us to live as God designed us and to live and change the world so that it might more perfectly resemble the kingdom of God. And I think that's how prayer works. St. Francis, not St. Francis, Pope Francis said something like, when we pray for the hungry, we should, after we're done praying, go out and feed the hungry. Prayer is not, Jesus doesn't pray so that he can tell God what he wants or because God doesn't know what's already in Jesus' heart. God knows Jesus more intimately than God knows anything because they are inseparable. In the same way that when we pray, God doesn't need for us to tell God what we need or what we're worried about or what our fears are because God already knows those things. Prayer isn't for God. Prayer is for us. It is the means by which we can align ourselves more closely with the love that God has for us. It's meant to focus our mind on the things of God so that we might be inspired and feel empowered to go into the world and do the work that God has given us to do. In our own prayers of the people, we pray for six things. We pray for the church. We pray for the nation and its leaders. We pray for the concerns of the world. We pray for the needs of the local community. We pray for those who suffer, and we pray for the dead. And I think that that's a good series of categories for us to think about in our own prayers. That when we come together to pray, we pray not just for our own selves, but also for the world in which we find ourselves and the neighbors who live alongside us and in a community of, of the nation and, of course, the community of the nations of the world. That our prayers are designed to get us up off of our knees, if that's how we pray, and out into the world using our hands and feet to bring about the kingdom of God. Our prayers are important not because God needs to know what it is that's really on our hearts, 
but so that we can be truly honest with ourselves and with our God, so that we don't let the things that, that keep us down hold us back, so that whatever we might want to think of as sin isn't a place where we reside, but it's stuff that we can pack up, put in a bag, give to God, and keep moving. That our prayers, just like Jesus' prayers, Give us the strength and the resolution that we need to continue walking the path of the way of Christ and to do Christ's work in the world, continuing his mission of healing and wholeness and reconciliation in a broken world. Amen.